This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to the first live stream of Sunday worship for Mount Pleasant Presbyterian Church of Wexford, Pennsylvania. For those of you who have found this broadcast, I'm Pastor Steve, the new pastor at Mount Pleasant. Today's worship will follow an abbreviated format familiar to the people of Mount Pleasant. It is my hope that you find this worship service brings hope during our trying times. With that, let us begin. For those of you who would like to know, there is a bulletin online at www.2minutestoshare.com on the second page of that website titled Live Stream Bulletin. Join me now in the call to worship. When I motion toward the camera with open hands, that indicates your part to speak. Our help is in the name of the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all and also with you. Let us worship God as we pray. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Now, for our opening hymn, rather than sing, I will read the familiar first verse of the hymn and continue that pattern throughout the service each time there is a hymn. In this service, there will be three hymns, an opening hymn of praise, a response hymn, and a sending hymn. This is the opening hymn of praise, titled Spirit of the Living God, a song the lyrics were written by Phil Wickham. Spirit of the Living God, fall afresh on me. Spirit of the Living God, fall afresh on me. Melt me, mold me, fill me, use me. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Let us continue our worship as we prepare for the prayer of confession, a corporate pr prayer. And the introduction or the lead-in to that prayer begins, If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But... When we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Trusting in God's grace, let us lift up our voices together in unison, praying the confession. Merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart and, and mind and strength. We have not loved our neighbor as ourselves. In your mercy, forgive what we have been. Help us amend what we are and direct what we shall be, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Let us pause for a moment of silence as we consider these words. The mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. I declare to you in the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. And all the people said, thanks be to God. In preparation for a brief scripture reading this morning, 
I will pray the prayer of illumination, calling upon the Holy Spirit to do the work. Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of Your Holy Spirit, that as the Scriptures are read and Your Word is proclaimed, we may hear with joy what You say to us today. Amen. Now, let us hear what the Spirit is saying to the church this day. Our reading comes from Paul's letter to the Christians in Rome. In particular, Romans, Romans, Romans chapter 8, verses 6 through 11. In today's reading, Paul is describing the life of those who are in Christ, followers of Christ, adherents to Christ's teachings. In that life, there is freedom, being set free from the limitations of the flesh, flesh and invited to embrace the limitless life Christ made possible for each of us. Here, I begin with Romans 8, verse 6. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the flesh but in the Spirit, if in fact the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to Him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is life because of righteousness. If the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. My sermon is titled, To Set the Mind, that repeating phrase at the opening of our reading. And the question that I ask this day is, on what have you set your mind? The headline this morning in the New York Times reads, Testing Blunders Cost Vital Month in U.S. Virus Fight. This morning, Sunday morning, not one of us can help but set our mind on the pandemic. It's everywhere. I noticed in the New York Times this morning, it's mentioned on every page of every section. At this moment, I'm sitting in James City County, Virginia, one of the three hardest counties, hardest hit counties in Virginia. In a few days, I'm moving to Allegheny County, Pennsylvania, one of the hardest hit counties in Pennsylvania. I cannot help but have my mind set on the pandemic to have my mind set on anything but the Spirit. What if I get sick and die? Paul's audience in Rome had their own issues to deal with. Persecution by the Roman government. What if the Roman government storms in and wipes out our community? Whether we were first-generation Christians or modern worshipers of Christ, we have at least one thing in common. We set our mind on the flesh. What does this mean, set our mind on the flesh? The highlight, this highlights those who follow their cravings, their impulses and passions. Another way to say this, those people who put their personal needs first. Those who put me first. In contrast, Paul is teaching another way of life. Setting one's mind on the Spirit. What does that look like? It looks like those who put God first. Those who put God first are liberated from the anxieties we're feeling right now. 
setting your mind on God does not mean you must now sacrifice yourself to help those exhibiting COVID-19, C-O-V-I-D-19 symptoms. But putting God first may mean that you have or will love your neighbor as you love yourself. It is a natural, healthy human impulse to do everything you can to live. It is a truth that our natural cravings, impulses, and passions must yield to God if we are to set our mind upon the Spirit. Notice these feelings don't go away, but simply forfeit their control over our life. As an illustration, I turn to something that's very near to many of us, the hoarding of toilet paper these days. It's insane. I heard a person admit to me of an enormous stockpile of toilet paper in his dad's house. His dad lives by himself, he's a widower, and he has stored away two years' worth of toilet paper. Strangely, it has always been there. That behavior is a perfect example of setting one's mind on the flesh. Setting one's mind upon the spirit could then look like this. Share some of that toilet paper, please. Share, come on, please. On what? Have you set your mind? There's one, one great way to know. Watch your actions. Consider your behavior. To whom do you give glory? This said, let's set our minds on the opening verse of our hymn of response. To God be the glory. Wonderful lyrics by Fanny Crosby. To God be the glory. Great things He has done. So loved He the world that He gave us His Son, who yielded His life and atonement for sin and opened the life gate that all may go in. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let the earth hear His voice. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let the people rejoice. Come to the Father through Jesus the Son. Give Him the glory. Great things He has done. As we move through our order of worship, the, the next place we go is to our prayer of the people that ends with the Lord's Prayer. While I, was, while, while I was formulating this worship service, this virtual worship service, this this time over the Internet, it was brought to my attention that unlike in a sanctuary, no one can really hand me or tell me of their joys and concerns. So we came up with an approach that people could send me an email through the week to PastorSteveHodges at gmail.com PastorSteveHodges at gmail.com And when I can, I will weave it into the prayer. Well, this morning my, my thought was is that I'm going to mention the ones that have been given to me, sent to me this week, and then we'll move into a prayer. But for now, here are about a half dozen prayer concerns and thanksgivings this day. I know that there are many people listening to this broadcast who are from other churches. Some of them are from other chapters in my life of long ago. So therefore, I'm simply going to mention the first, the, name, the first name of the person of concern. I believe if you know the person, when you hear the condition, you'll recognize who it is. Therefore, let us begin. Esther brought down with congestive heart failure, is now walking with a walker and cane and is, is supposed to come home this Tuesday, March 31st. 
John. John had a painful fall sending him to the hospital, admitted with a broken hip, rushed into surgery on Monday. His daughter Sue was enduring her own surgery at that time. John and Sue's surgery went well. John is now in rehab. Sue is now home. Another. Pastor Mark, who happens to be a friend of mine, is at the side of his wife Sue as she battles stomach cancer. It is not her first fight with cancer. Another. George had emergency surgery because of a second bout of trigeminal neuralgia. I'll explain what that is. It's chronic pain disorder that affects the trigeminal nerve. The trigeminal nerve is one of 12 cranial nerves. And this particular one stimulates the movement of the jaw muscles. As I speak, my trigeminal nerve is conveying signals. George, it's been relayed to me, because of this damage to his nerve, because of this pain in his nerve, he is unable to eat, drink, talk, and he sleeps very little. Another, Dan has been diagnosed with, with a reoccurrence of lung cancer. It, it, it has spread throughout his body. Despite the diagnosis, Dan remains cheerful. What a man of faith. His wife Eileen is standing by his side, a pillar of strength. And then there's baby Max. Baby Max was admitted to the hospital running a high fever two days ago. Testing positive not for coronavirus, but for adenovirus, a nasty little virus that, it, that uh, typically babies and young children will contract. They have reduced his fever. He's receiving fluids now, improving, and he may be discharged this afternoon. Thanks be to God. And finally, all those experiencing anxiety over the novel coronavirus pandemic. Let us pray. God of compassion, you watch our ways. And weave out terrible happen weave out of terrible happenings, wonders of good news and grace. Though they are lost in grief, may each of these find you and be comforted. Through Jesus Christ, who was dead, but lives and rules this world with you, O Lord. As our Savior Christ has taught us, let us boldly pray these words together as we lift up our voices with our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. At this time, in a typical worship service, we return to our offerings, our stewardship, our gifts and offerings. And I thought it would be appropriate in this, on this morning to, to give you um, um, some background. Wherever you may have gathered to worship in the past, you're with us today. And though you may not again see that worship space for some time from now, your church still needs you. At your church, the staff is still working. The lights are on. The HVAC unit still maintains a comfortable climate. The missions continue. Your denomination awaits your support. The magazine newsletter subscriptions still await renewal. 
The special choir music for Advent will soon be ordered. Yes, Christmas will be here before you know it. And that is just the financial aspect of stewardship. Then there's the food bank. Oh, and that quilting circle. And the nursery schools. And let us not forget the broadband and internet service provider, ISP, that provides this worship service. I beg you, remember your church as well as you can. Hear these words, the first verse of our closing hymn, our hymn of sending. Edwin Hatch wrote the lyrics, To breathe on me breath of God. Breathe on me breath of God. Fill me with life anew that I may love what Thou dost love and do what Thou wouldst do. And I repeat, breathe on me breath of God. Fill me with life anew that I, might, that I may love what Thou dost love and do what Thou wouldst do. Here is God's blessing to all who are watching this service. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And all God's people said, Amen. Now, go into the world in peace. Have courage. Hold on to what is good. Return no one evil for evil. Support the weak. Help the suffering. Honor all people. Love and serve the Lord, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, thank you for joining me this morning. I hope to see you again next Sunday or be with you again next Sunday at 10 o'clock. I'd appreciate your prayers for me as this Tuesday I move to Pennsylvania. God bless you till we meet again.